0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. I am ready to give you guys some juicy content. Um, You know, I've been thinking about, you know, it's almost been, it's a little over a year, year and then probably a couple months since I started my podcast. And, you know, in the beginning, I really laid out some fundamentals. And I feel like sometimes you have to go back to the fundamentals and, and to really let it sink in. And so I'm going to start um, a six-series podcast, and it's going to be called The Six Pillars to Profits, right? The Six Pillars to Profits, and this is going to be a really unique teaching, and I, I'm going to do a lot of teaching here, so I want you guys to really pay attention, listen up, turn the volume up, um, you know, and and really get your mind ready and prepared, because I'm going to be giving you a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm going to go through almost my, my, my whole what I teach and coach on. I mean, so this is real practical information at it works. It's what I use in my business each and every day. And so uh, it is not filtered, okay? And I, I know you guys like that about uh, the podcast and you guys tell me so. So for those of you have, who take the time, uh, I wanna give out a shot real quick. Someone went to iTunes and left a review. And, and I, again, I love it when you guys take the time to go to iTunes, I know, I know it's not easy but I really do appreciate it. So this one comes from Dan, the money man, Gilmore. He says, Corey has a great way of delivering the facts about intra, about investing in, in the apartment space in a very easy to understand way. He's very aware of what's valuable to his listeners to hear. You'll see how he asks a guest to pause for a moment so that he can go into detail on some golden nuggets and that, that was being presented in rapid fire succession at times. Keep up the great work, Corey. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Well, Dan, hey, thanks a lot for that uh, review, man. It really means a lot to me. I really appreciate when you guys do that. I um, mean, it does help. It helps us get, get noticed. But, uh, you know, it takes time to leave those reviews. And, you know, uh, just leave any review. It doesn't, I say five stars, but honestly, you know, good, bad, the ugly, if you think I suck, <laughs> you know, I'm cool with that. Like, listen, I, I, I'm not perfect, and I know that. But I really do enjoy doing this podcast, and I have a lot of fun with it, so... Um, hopefully, you guys are going to uh, get some good out of, of these uh, these next six pillars. So today, today's pillar is called uh, the secret the secrets to raising private money. So the, the private money, you know, there's a lot of um, information gurus out there that that teach multifamily. And, you know, a lot of them start off with, let me show you how to find a deal. And, and I personally believe that's, that's, that's totally wrong. Like I would never teach anybody to start there because I think it's the worst place to start. I would tell you that the ability to raise capital is so much more powerful and so much more valuable and it's vital to deals. And if you are able to um, raise capital, um, deals will come find you. So I'm going to give you a I maybe told the story a couple times, but I, I use it because it it really illustrates how it how capital works. So when I was really first starting getting into multifamily space, um, I didn't have a lot of experience in the multifamily space and I knew I needed to find some partners and I wanted to find a deal right What I had actually gotten really good at because I was doing it in my single family fix and flip business was raising capital was sourcing capital. And so I kind of let my capital know that I was going to be moving into a different direction. Instead of doing single family fix and flips, we were going to start to transition into multifamily apartments. And I was doing the work to learn the, the whole thing of how to, you know, what a deal looked like, how to underwrite, how to, you know, how to do my due diligence, all that stuff. And so I got, and it almost took me two years really to, to where I felt really comfortable, right? And, that, and, and, and more importantly, that I was ready right? So when I was ready, I was ready. And so I was going to a multifamily event. And, you know, I was like, I wanted to be different. I want to be different this time. And so I got up and, and somehow they let me speak at the very beginning of a four day conference in the back of the room. It wasn't a huge room. That was probably a couple hundred people, but it wasn't like thousands of people, right? So I stood up in the back of the room. I said, Hey, my name is Corey Peterson. And I've got a crap ton of money and I'm looking for some deals or are there any deals out there? And man, here's what happened. For the next four days, I didn't buy lunch or dinner. And people were like, hey Corey, Corey, we come look at my deal, I got a deal I wanna show you. And so I think in that event, I I saw every deal that any other investor had that was looking for money, looking for capital. And so I wanna stress that because If you will find money, deals will come find you. And that's exactly what happened. So I used uh, that leverage and it was really cool because I I call it the Corleone method, right? Don Corleone, right? The Godfather. If you watch The Godfather, you know, The Godfather, you know, um, what I learned is this. The money is always patient. The money always um, gets the last look the money always negotiates out of strength. Um, And I used to really think that money, the, the money was made in real estate, right? And that's just not true. And you know, the true capital, see the money is made in the money, right? Think about that. The money is made in the money. By procuring capital at the right cost, like, it it'll change your life okay i know this cuz it's changed mine and so um not only procuring capital so capital for capital's sake right so listen you can still make mistakes if you are able to get capital and you are having to pay capital at an exuberant amount of money then that may not be good now that's a way that's a way but if you will listen to me i'm going to show you and teach you what I think is a different way to raise capital and for me I have been very very successful in raising capital this way and so um, for so let's kind of step back for just a minute and and talk about money people who have money right and who they are and, and we're going to call this an avatar so you know if you were going to go raise capital you know who are the buckets of people that you could potentially talk to now most of you are going to do this. You're going to think about this one rich dude on the hill. And like, if I could only get to that guy, right? If I could get to that guy, he could fund all my deals, right? And and because he's got money and lots, I mean, so much money. I'm going to tell you, that's probably the wrong guy. Probably not the guy you want in your corner. Now, eventually you can maybe attract that guy, but you've got to not need that money. Because here's it goes back to the rules that I just said. The money's in the money, right? He who has lots of money, like that rich guy on the hill, and I'm talking stupid money, or we'll call it, we won't call it stupid money, we're gonna call it smart money, right? Smart money, okay? Savvy money, right? They're going to try to use their money as leverage, right? And and rightfully so, they've earned the right to do that, right? They'll, he who has the money makes all the rules, and so that can that can absolutely happen, and and it does a lot of times, and so so but that's a bucket of people, right? So I call it smart money. So what does smart money look like? I think in my mind it's um, your um, small family office, it's your very very super uber wealthy um, people, it's people that are in real estate that have money, okay. So believe it or not, there, so there's a, there's a reason I try not to attract real estate people, or real estate capital. Why? Because it it it's it's too smart, right? And, and what happens is I just want to raise money at the right price and then do my deal. And with smart money, or I call them real estate investors, a lot of times they're always coming in and say, "Well, what's you know what's my piece? What what's what's my ownership piece? What's my this? What's my that?" And I just want to like, you know, kind of pimp slap them and say, no, like my little kids. No, no, you're not getting a part of my deal, right? Now, I offer a way to do that in my deals. I I offer some way of for the right people. Actually, for the people that come to my Kuna boardroom, I partner share. I allow them to help raise capital for my deals and they get ownership, right? Um, But in no other place do I allow you. If you're not in my, my boardroom, I'm not allowing you to come into my deals, okay? But for the most part when i'm truly going out and raising money right i'm looking for just people that are just looking for and i'm gonna call this a solid return right so you have one bucket of um, very smart or people that are like because sometimes it's easier to say who's the money for and who's it's not right you know who's your avatar well i don't think it's i don't think it's uh you know wall street reits um private hard money lenders a lot of people say, oh, I got this lender, I got this hard money lender. Man, those hard money lenders will will like, they will take your money, dude. And they'll charge super high rates. They want so much of your deal. And what I believe is you can do less deals and because then I, I hear these things like, oh, well, but you can, do, you can do volume, you can do volume. Man, listen, okay, I don't need to do volume. I don't even want to do volume, right, listen. If I could buy three to four deals a year, right, one a quarter, one every three months, I'm cooking with gasoline, brother, right? I mean, you can become, like this year I did three deals, or last year, 2018, $25 million worth of acquisitions, and my life is great, right? I mean, I, I'm i not I'm not sitting there going, oh, gosh, uh, I I got to do more deals, you know? No, I'm not. I'm thinking, dude, I just killed it. With three deals, that's it, and so that's a and that's a great pace. That way, I can still go enjoy my family. I can go on vacations. I can travel. I can do the things that I love to do, but not sit there and be you know work every day, every day, every day, every day. You no, know, because because what's the point, right? What's the point? Now, okay. So if it's not those people, right? Then who is it like? Who are the right people to talk to when you're raising capital? And in my mind, and really, so I'm not gonna say in my mind because this is what I learned when I was a financial advisor with Edward Jones, right? It's it's people that have IRA, it's people that have advisors, right? Or IRA money or 401k money, right? I mean, that's the majority of people's wealth was either in their 401k or they have a self-directed IRA. And and so who do those people look like? Well, almost everybody has an IRA, right? Almost everybody has an IRA. Um, I mean, there's people that work at companies, um, you know, great good companies. You know, I'm thinking even like, uh, you know, here we have Intel. So I know lots of people that work at Intel. And when they get closer to retirement, or I've got some airline pilots that are, um, you know, getting ready to retire. And they have a 401k. Well, they're going to roll that over and transfer their monies. Those are great types of people. Um, there's lots of business owners that, um, you know, maximize all their deductions by investing in their, their solo 401k plan. Um, there's So so I'm just going to say it's money that's in the stock market. People that have money in the stock market. And we can call that, I think we all can agree, we can call that dumb money, right? We'll call it dumb money, Right. And the reason for that, it's not that it's, you know, because I know there's money managers out there, so I don't want them to hate me. And, and I'm not trying to poo poo on them. I'm just saying, I think I'm an alternative to what some people that are in the stock market, you know, to, to truly diversify a portfolio. And so, you know, those types of people, and here's what's important about the, those types of people, seeing a financial advisor, most times is setting their expectations, right? And now, remember, this is their safe money for most intensive purposes, especially when they're getting closer to retirement. This money that they've saved up is their safe money. It's their, not their gambling money, right? So um, and what that means is some some investors really want, you know, exuberant returns. They're all about returns, right? And, you know, in the financial world, though, in like stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, they, they equ- equate Big returns with with big risk, and most people don't want big risk. In fact, most people that are in the stock market hate the ups and downs of the stock market. They hate it, you know. But they have to play the game. That's the hamster wheel that they are currently on. So what I what I think is, uh, you know, then this enter us enter people that know how to find great deals and provide uh, a management system and a process to. Fix broken properties, right, um, and attain the right tenants to, to pay rents each and every month, and those become like little factories that take in rent checks and spit out profits out the back door, right? That's that's really what, you know, uh, I mean, in my mind, apartment apartments like a factory, and It takes in rent checks, cranks them up, goes through a process, and at you know, at the end, product is is profit, right? And so we're able to show the consistency in in our product right in our manufacturing process of you know taking and attaining clients fixing things up making the process better keeping your tenants for longer right and that all helps make more profit the end product of what, what what our factories are doing what these little apartments are doing and so with that said you can provide if a, a, someone that's in the stock market with you know stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, a really good option, right? Uh, I mean, a really, really good option, okay? And what I mean by that is most advisors are going to set an expectation for their client very low. In fact, if you, and, and just think about yourself right now in your mind, if you were to go ask your financial advisor this question, hey, you know, John, the broker, John, the, the financial advisor, if I can, what would be a percent return? What would be a solid return? If I could, if you said, if you can get this return year over year over year over year, you should be happy. Like that is a nice, solid return. What is that number? All right? Think about it right now. Think and just tell yourself what that number is. Okay. In my mind, when I do that process, I say six to eight. Right? If I was investing in the stock markets, if I can make six to eight percent consistently year over year, I would be happy. Now I want, I want twelve. Like twelve is the magic number, right? I want twelve, but I think four to six. And then so, and that's people say they want twelve or they want six to eight. And then I ask this question: Here's the best. What are you actually getting? And when that happens, I see four to six. I'm getting four to six percent. Four six, right now, an, an advisor as as a good advisor. When I was a new advisor, I would try to you know try to talk about twelve percent returns. What I learned is that's not good because then you're putting your uh, your investors in a riskier uh, profile. And when the markets do go up and down, they want to leave because they're going to go to somebody else. And so by setting my expectations lower to for my clients in the beginning of six to eight, I could give them a nice diversified por- portfolio that was. Aired on more conservative values, and they stay with; them. they don't leave, right? And in the financial world, it's all about keeping your clients in your firm, right? And getting enough assets under management that then you're making fees just by their money being with your firm, right? That's how the money game is played, especially in um, you know those types of brokerages, right? So. Now, not every brokerage is this way, so like I'm just giving you my experience, okay? Um, because I think there's really a lot of good wealth managers out there, um, but you know, um, I I was exposed to an Edward Jones process, and and they they focus on what I would call a middle uh, income type of person, and not so um, sophisticated, we will call it, right? And um, but we we were commission based, we sold lots of, of loads, and here's the other part is those. Those come with loads. So, like, you know, if you put in $100,000, I want to say it was 5.75 or 4.75 uh, for A shares, A commi- uh, like, you're going to take that off their, their profit from the beginning. So, not only, so if they give you $100,000, take 5% of that, right, 5 grand, right? Now, they then they're starting off with $95,000 being invested. They've already lost money. They have to make five percent, then make anything additional in year one just to make a profit. And dude, that's just like it's so sad how that works. And people would do it all day, twice on Sundays, right? So, you know, I just don't think it's as fair as it should be. <laughs> so, all right, enough. I'm not trying to beat these guys up, okay? But I'm, but I am trying to be honest and real and like show you like the door behind Pandora's box, okay? Because this stuff's for reals, right? And this is, I use this knowledge to leverage what I'm going to teach you now, okay? So I, I, I feel like my energy was getting low. I want to bring up my energy again, okay? <laughs> when I go down the dark side like that, it gets me all, uh, think about those times being a financial advisor. I just, it was not my cup of tea, man. And the reason was, is I had no control. All I did was take orders, and sell a, a, a pretty picture on a brochure, and then that's that's all that happened. I couldn't manage crap. I had no control of what we're doing, what we're buying, how, if it was profitable. But guess what? With apartments, you absolutely can. And now I'm in control of my ship. And so those people that are in the stock market, okay, here's what they want, right? What they want is consistent income. Most of the times, they want consistent income. And I always sell based on income. I always sell every property based on income, right? So the secrets to raising lots of private money, okay? So in order to raise money, so now we've talked about the buckets, right? So who it is, it's, it's not you know the smart money, the sophisticated money, it's just your average ordinary people and there's millions of dollars out there, there's millions of average people out there Doctors, dentists, chiropractors, high, you know, high-income earn uh, uh, wage, wage earners that are uh, dealing with financial advisors, and they too all want to do real estate. But the problem is they don't have the time. A lot of times they don't have the time. Or they just want to be a passive investor, right? They just want to get a little bit better yield than what they're currently getting in the stock market, right? And when, like, when I compete with the stock market, I can win all damn day, right? I feel like I can win all damn day because man, we pay a six, like what, what I teach you to do is it'll pay a six percent pref, right, on the cash flow. So six percent. That's that's really good, by the way. A six percent pref that you paid quarterly payments to. Um, there's not many things out there in Wall Street on the in the market that you can get that type of return. Okay, so that in itself, because most people are getting a three percent income stream from all their money so if they had a million dollars they're making like thirty thousand bucks a year well that's not even a lot of money right thirty thousand bucks you like how do you live on thirty thousand dollars and most people are going to start taking more and they're going to dip into their principles and most people don't want to dip into their principles because then they know that they're they, they're at risk of outliving their money okay so if you can take thirty thousand and double it because that was a three percent income stream and give them six, you've just doubled their money, right? Now they're getting $60,000 a year in income. Well, 60,000 sounds a lot more reasonable. Like I maybe could live on, you know, if I saved up a million bucks, saving up a million bucks for a lot of people is hard, by the way, it's hard for a lot of people, okay? But, a lot, but, but now here's the crazy thing, is there's more money out there than you'll ever know. The one thing I learned in the when being a financial advisor, is how much stupid money, how much money is out there. And it is searching for people like us. I promise you, it is looking for deal makers and people that can make money grow. And once you develop a track record for this, you are going to be, It's it's crazy. It is a snowball. It is a snowball going down the hill and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger how do i know this right it happens to me all the time people call me they find me you know they say well, I, you know i want to be part of your deal how do i invest right so it happens all the time by the way and i'm going to do a shameless plug if that's you right now and you want to invest in one of my deals right all you have to do is go to kahunainvestments.com and then there's a little pop up that uh, shows up in the, in, the, in the website and that is your cue to become a member and we have a process because we want to get to know you okay it's going to ask you some financial questions in the beginning uh, we, uh determine if you're a, a accredited investor or a sophisticated investor okay doesn't matter which one you are we have process okay and we will get to know you i will get to know you and then we will determine what our next steps forward to uh, seeing if we can uh, uh have the right fit and ask you financial questions and, and really Establish a relationship with you. Okay. So we have an internal process that does that. It's pretty neat, um, but you have to fill out some financial questions before we can start. Okay. Shameless plug. Sorry about that. All right. So now I hopefully that we can all agree that the money is in the money and that you uh, and there's money and money is looking for deal makers. They want a better solution because they went off the hamster wheel. Because I told you that 6% was good. And the great thing is, but wait, but wait. But wait, there's more, right? Because we don't pay just on cash flow. We usually raise rents because listen, our tenants expect rents to go up each and every year. And guess what? We never disappoint them, okay? So we're always raising the rents and we're trying to keep our expenses very tight. When we do this, right, we create more income. When we create more income, we create more value. And we do this five years in a row and we usually sell the profit, the, the, the property, for lots of profit, right? That's the sales of it. When we sell the property at the end, it creates an additional return for our investors. And that's why I pay them the additional 6% annualized for as many years as they've been in the deal, right? <coughs> so what does that mean? That I just paid my investors a 12% total return, right? Annualized. So so from now we just went from six percent, which was great, right? It was great. It was doubling their income, but th- but now there's a carrot, there's a carrot, there's a attractive carrot that I could get an additional six percent annualized for the five years that I was in a deal. So if I gave you a hundred thousand dollars, right? So let's just do the scenario. If I gave you a hundred thousand dollars, you made six thousand dollars every year in income, right? And then on that fifth year, we sold the property. I gave you another $30,000 dump truck of money, right? Now, most people are going to budget and live off the income. They're going to spend that money. And then when they get that dump truck of money, that's like, hey, listen, it's like winning the lottery. You want to go on a quick vacation? You want to go out and have fun? What do you want to do, right? Or do you want to reinvest it in our next deal? And so now you can have a rising income to keep up with inflation that's called the cola cost of living increase or adjustment right cola now, older people they understand cola right because you know a lot of times their pensions have cola plans right cost of living adjustments right it gives them more money so now we know that we have a product that is attractive right it's stable if it's done right and we have a group of people that would definitely love to be in it. And here's, the, and here's the quick trick is most people do not even know that they can invest in real estate with their IRA, even to this day. With all the information out there, there's a lot of people that still don't know they can do that. Do you want to know why? It's because the game's rigged, guys, because that's called selling away. And no broker, one of the rules of being a financial advisor, you cannot sell away. You cannot say, hey, you should go do and buy this other thing at some other firm. It, it's not allowed. And so, and, and honestly, like, if you would have come into my office, I asked thinking about uh, doing a self-directed IRA. Now, the key of the word here, I want you to hear the word. It's called self-directed IRAs. Okay, self-directed, a true fiduciary, a company that allows you to invest in other things than just stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, right? And insurance products, right? Because that's what most brokerage sells. By the way, those are all paper assets, okay? All paper assets. And we all know that paper assets values can go to zero, right, zero, happens all the time. So a little different with real estate. Real estate is a real, now, the only difference is, and the reason most brokerages don't like real estate is because it's called illiquid, illiquid, okay? What that means is that you cannot sell it quickly, okay? That's the truth, right, that's okay. But for most investors that are in their IRAs, they are not short-term investors. They're very much long-tail focused. Well, that's the ideal client for us. Right, that's the ideal client for us. Okay, so now we've 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 built this thing up. Okay, I've showed you that there's a group of people that we're that we're looking to track to find. Okay, now let's go into some some actual training. Okay, so one of the first things you've got to master, right, is if you're out there wanting to raise money. So if raising money is what you want to do, everybody raise your hand. Say, I want to raise money. Okay, guess you do, right? I want to raise money. <laughs> Say it right now in your car, damn it. Say it loud. Get excited about it. Tell yourself you're gonna raise a crap ton of money in 2019. Today, this day is the day that you make the change in your mind to say, I'm going to get mine. Just say it to yourself, I'm gonna get mine this year. I'm tired of sitting on the fence. I'm going to take action. I'm gonna learn what what to do, okay? So in that process, the first process you've gotta master, is we people say, hey, Corey, when you're having like a conversation, because believe it or not, the first people you're going to ask are your friends and your family. Okay. The reason why is because this is how you get practice. Okay. Your friends will forgive you. And so will your family. Okay. But it starts off like this, right? It starts off with, hey, Corey, Corey, what do you do? So if I meet some people, if I'm in an event, or I'm in, in a spot where no one knows who I am, right? Getting harder now, getting a little harder now and you know corey what do you do if i say real estate i'm toast okay listen if if anybody if you say real estate by the way what's the first thing that people do they look at you and think oh you're a realtor right they're gonna they're gonna call you a realtor by the way okay oh how's the market treating you right like you know are you doing doing all right or like oh man home prices are really high now right now right or you know what's my house worth Like, that's not the conversations we want to have, right? So if you say that you're in real estate, you are absolutely shooting yourself in the foot, okay? So don't do that. Don't do that. May I suggest a better way, okay? Right? So now, this is all about, like, I call this your opening statement, okay? And, like, who am I, right? Who am I? So in different environments, you have different stories, okay? If it's like in a BI environment where it's quick and it's just like, hey, who, hey, what do you do? And I need to give them a quick answer, right? I have 30 seconds to do it. It's my turn with the mic, right? I got to have something that's real easy. My name is Corey Peterson. I buy apartments all across the country that provide my investors with a solid return and a nice back end. Come ask me uh, about how the market's treating you. Or come, you know, I would like to know how the market's treating you, right? Or, you know, some call to action like that, right? Come see me and let's talk about the markets, right? Well, the reason I say markets is because that means we're talking about money. Those are the terms that um, financial advisors use, by the way, right? That's what financial advisors say. Let's talk about the markets. How's the markets doing? What's the markets doing, right? So we can talk about the markets, okay? Overrated, by the way. My opinion, right? By the way, everybody just lost all their money in their markets, right? I think in 2019. Okay, how crappy is that? You're making money, and then all of a sudden, now you're not. And welcome, welcome to reality. Okay, now, so that's that's gonna be an eye group. Now, now we have another step. I call it when you have a little more time. So if, if someone's talking to you, and this is called selling with story, and I'm telling you. This really sounds weird and feels weird at first. It feels weird. But if you will get good at it, right, it tells a story and people love listening to good stories. Right. And so I call this my Susie income story. Right. And it goes something just like this. You know, Corey, what do you do, man? I help people like Susie. You know, Susie, was uh, married for like 16 years and with the love of her life or, or 25 years or whatever it is, 25 years um, with the same man. And, um, you know, they're, they're, she was, they had some money saved and Susie's husband passed away. And when that happened, she was freaked out because they he was still working and she needed that income. She had some money saved, but it wasn't enough to live on. Luckily, Susie knew me. I was able to show her how I could take her IRA money and invest it in apartments. And I was able to double the amount of money she would double her income. And that was enough money to uh, replace her husband's income. And it was a terrible time because Susie was a hot mess, right? That's what I do. I help people like Susie find ways to increase their income uh, by investing in apartments. I'm a multifamily investor. I buy apartments across uh, the country that provide my investors with a solid return and a strong back end. How's the market treating you? And you've got to say that. You've got to say that last question. How's the market treating you? Right. And so and now in my mind, I, I think of Susie Income because I believe that you have to um, you have to you got to tell a story. And I think of I think of this woman uh, in one of my deals called LaVon. Her name's LaVon. And I think about, now, um, her husband didn't die, but like she was, you know, she needed a better income stream. And so I I crafted a nice, good story that is relatable, right? Because there's lots of people. And I I say that. So people that are in retirement, I I call it Susie Income. People that are closer to like working professionals, I call that doctor income. I change the story up a little bit. But I'm, I'm basically focusing a story based on what I think these people are at. And now we are having conversations about money, right, and markets. And, well, tell me, how does that work? What kind of returns are they looking for, right? or um, are, are, are are they getting and things like that? They're going to start asking lots of questions, right? And so you're wanting to take a couple questions, but you're not really wanting to have a, a real long, drawn-out conversation because that's not you're not in the right space to do it. You're at an event or you're having friends, right? And you don't want to just throw up on people because it is not the right place. You're not in the right setting. The whole goal of having that question and that dialogue and people are starting to like get interested is to say, when they start, when they ask maybe the third or fourth question, right, is to take it away. It's to absolutely, like, this is like dating, by the way, right? If you just look at some girls say, man, you're cute and i I want to date you. I want to go out, like, and let's go to the movies and let's do this, let's do that. There's, she, you're going to scare the crap out of her, right? You can't do that. You got to take your time, man, right? You've got to court. And so here's what we're doing is courting. You're going to pull away a little bit and you're going to say, hey, listen, I would love to share, uh, you know, I would love to be a lot more intentional about what we do, but we are, and this is what I love about this business, we're regulated by the Security and Exchange Commissions, right? on what we can say, and what we can divulge. What I would like to do is just be on purpose. And, you know, could we like schedule a, um, a coffee or a lunch? And, you know, let me show you what I'm doing. Right. So I think you'll find it really interesting. And, I, and honestly, <coughs> one of my favorite things to say is I think that you could help. I think you know a lot of people that may be interested, you know, and I, I'd like to get your opinion. Boom. Just like that. Now... I take someone that I'm talking with and I'm setting an appointment, right? Set an appointment. Well, that's huge, okay? That's that, that's huge. So we went from what do you do to here's what I do, to now they're like, Corey, let's, I wanna learn what you do. Like I, now they're being purposeful. Now we're having a one-on-one meeting, right? And then on that one-on-one meeting, now I'm bringing what I call my credibility kit, right? My credibility kit is the little uh, thing that I've, high, high-end brochure that I've created that talks about my process, right? I've learned this process that it's valuable to communicate exactly what you're doing. So you can provide a really clear understanding about um, what you've done in the past, how you're doing it, who's your team members, right? Who's your CPA, all this stuff, right? So it, it just, it makes a lot of sense, right? People like to get that. And then we've still not even talked about a deal, right? because it's not even the right time, right? So at the appointment, I'm going to go, and I'm, what I'm trying to do is, now I'm talking about my processes, this high-level process of Kahuna Investments and Apartments, okay? And my whole goal is to, and then I'm bringing also, so I bring my credibility kit, I'm also bringing a, um, a, a accredited investor form, okay? An accredited investor form, because I want to have them fill it out at the end of the meeting, right? Hey, listen, I would love to share with you a lot more about our deals, right? But I would need you to fill out this accredited investor form. And it's going to be whether they're accredited or they're sophisticated. And if they're sophisticated, they're going to have to like talk about their sophistication, okay? And write it down and fill out the form completely. And when they do that, now I, you know, I'm starting to develop a relationship that still may not be right to show them a deal, Okay. I might have to have one more, two more, three more conversations with this person to make sure you know who they are, how much money they've got, what's their history, what's their credit, right? I, I mean, I really like to, I don't want to just put anybody in my deal. I want to do my due diligence to make sure that, hey, I, I know you, okay? And I know that this is probably the right thing for you. Again, that's, in my mind, even though we don't have a fiduciary, you should act like you have a fiduciary to this money, right? Because, because realistically you do, right? They're counting on you, okay? But you don't have a license that says you have a fiduciary, okay? But but you really do. I think you, re- you absolutely have, when you're gonna take somebody's money, you should not, You don't take that, that lightly. I mean, do what's right. So from there, um, now you've established a relationship, you have a accredited investor form filled out, you've had a couple other communications with them, and they said, Corey, they've basically raised their hand and said, Corey, when you have a deal, that looks and talks about like, that has this kind of formation or that sounds like this, let me know. I and I, I, want to be in, I want to know about that deal. Boom, and this is all I do. I repeat that process with as many people because all I want to do is get them to raise their hand and say, let me know about your next deal. Because a lot of times I may not have one lined up yet or sometimes I may have one, um, but I still got to create a relationship before they're ready to see it. Okay, that's just, now, what am I doing here? I'm doing what's called 506B rules. These are the old rules. These are not using advertising. This is good old 101. Who do you know that I should know? Okay, and I believe you can raise, that's the best, because I've learned that raising money is about relationships. It is all about relationships, right? And as you start attracting these people, you got to start finding out who they are, what they like to do for fun, right? Right. Um, and and a little bit about them. Okay. And these will, they'll become your friends and they'll give you money. They will give you referrals. They'll give you their friends, friends, right? And it's really neat process. And so it's something that you should really just cherish and, and, and cherish your money. Put your money up here, right? Make sure that you serve that capital and serve it well, because that money in return will come and serve you. Okay. So Last part of this is, listen, you know, I've only scratched the surface on how to really raise private money. And, and guys, I know how to do this. I do it well. I'm very good at it, okay? Hopefully you've gotten a lot of value out of what I just talked about right now in this podcast. If you are really, truly interested in learning how to raise private money, right, you can go to my website. I have a, a website called CashflowHQ. So cashflowhq.com. If you'll go there, uh, I think on, on one of them on the uh, courses, you can um, check what's called RPM or raising private money. This is a full course that I've built. Um, it's 597, it's super cheap. I made it affordable so anybody can buy it. It has a membership site and it has all the trainings on how to start step by step by step. We made it in very methodical teaching points and I think you'll really like it. So if, if, if what I've said is, is like taken to your ear, then take the time, honestly, go to CashflowHQ HQ for five ninety seven. dollars You can get the course and I think you'll like it. I really think it's a good way, a cheap way to invest in some of your education and to learn from the Kuna, right? And I'll think you'll really like my teaching style because it's really straightforward. It's no nonsense. It's like, here's step one, do step one, here's step two. Right, And I lay it out very methodical in a way that I think can really help like, expand your mind and really show you that it's, it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Raising private money, the hardest part is, is just starting. It's just saying that you can right? And guys, you know me. I, I love this the, to end every episode just like this. Because I remember when I was a little boy, right? I was a little boy that used to dream that he could do anything. I wanted to be somebody I've always had this desire this need to want to impress or, or, or to be um, to be enough to be enough now I'm still on that journey I never think I'll be enough right but I've learned some things I have learned some things I've mastered some things I've had a lot of fun um, and I failed a lot listen you can't see it but I've got scars I have got multiple scars of all the mistakes that I've made. But yet I kept going forward because I believed that I could. Guys, if you believe you can, if you believe in your mind and you start meditating on it daily and you tell yourself that you are good enough, you actually are. Okay. And you can do anything that you put your mind to because I believe that if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible. Thanks guys. And have a a wonderful day look forward make sure you check in next week for pillar number two on the secrets to uh, the secret pillars to profits thanks a lot have a wonderful wonderful day